بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رجلا قال يا رسول الله إن لي قرابة أصلهم ويقطعوني وأحسن إليهم ويسيئون إلي وأحلم عنهم ويجهلون علي فقال لإن كنت كما قلت فكأنما تسفهم المل ولا يزال معك من الله تعالى ظهير عليهم ما دمت على ذلك رواه مسلم This hadith, we discussed the first part of it, and as we mentioned, this hadith passed in a previous chapter also. However, the subject matter of this hadith is very, very pertinent to our day-to-day lives. So in this regard, we should carefully heed the message that is found in this hadith. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrates that a person came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Obviously, this person had a complaint and he places his complaint in a very intriguing manner before Rasulullah sallallahu He says, O Nabi of Allah, I have relatives. Asiluhum, this word asil means particularly when it comes to what we call in shariat sila rahmi. Sila rahmi means the preservation or the maintenance of family ties. Family ties, this in itself is a very large chapter in Shariat. And there are many, many ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam wherein we are exhorted that under any circumstances preserve your family ties. Do not be one who breaks off ties from his family. Many, many verses in the Qur'an also with regards to this. In fact, one hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said that sila rahmi, family ties. In other words, Allah's Rasul sallallahu in this hadith gives it a physical form. And he says that it has attached itself to the arsh of Allah. So even from that analogy we can realize how important this is. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says family ties has attached itself to the arsh of Allah. And it is constantly making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Right at the arsh of Allah. What dua it is making? That Ya Allah the one who preserves me you preserve him. And the one who destroys me Ya Allah you destroy him. So from this, that is in itself is sufficient to make us realize how important family ties are. And the fact that there are so many ahadith wherein this particular topic is discussed or we are exhorted upon, that in itself will tell us that this is not something that is easy. In fact, from this we can learn that the breaking down of family ties will become a common bimari. It will become a common sickness or spiritual malady that will face the ummah and on the ground as I mentioned today we see it how many people have broken down relations brother doesn't talk to brother cousins are not talking to cousins blood relatives not talking to one another court cases happening people the litigation going on Whereas we find that this goes against the very grain of shariat. Imagine something where Rasulullah is holding to the arsh of Allah. 
and in pleading with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ya Allah, join the one who joins me, preserve the one who preserves me and destroy the one who destroys me. And yet, so common it has become amongst us where we have gone against this very, very important command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no getting away from the fact that generally this will occur. There will be this imbalance of treatment. You can't have a situation where both sides things are going to be good. And many, very, very often we tend to justify negative behavior because we say it's the consequence of negative behavior. In other words, make it simple what I'm saying, is that we behave badly and when we are told why don't do this, we say, look at what he's doing. Look at what he's doing. So in other words, what he's doing now is the justification for you to do what you are doing. And that in Sharia doesn't carry much weight at all, as we can see from this particular incident where this person says, Ya Rasulullah, I have relatives. Asiluhum, I preserve my ties with them. Wayaqtauni, they sever family ties. Ohsinu ilayhim, I make ihsan, I do good to them. Wayusiuna ilayya, and they behave badly to me. I do good to them, they behave badly to me. I join family ties, they break family ties. Goes further. Ahlumu anhum. Ya Rasulullah. When they treat me badly, I am very forbearant. I tolerate, I forgive, I overlook. I don't react negatively to their negative behavior. Wayajhaluna alayya. And they, on the other hand, they behave ignorantly, terribly towards me. So this is a scenario which he pre- presents to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One thing we must understand, my respected brothers, is that when it comes to ill treatment or when it comes to presenting a scenario where one side says that the other side is behaving badly, whether it's husband or wife, whether it's a business deal that went sour, or in this case whether it's some family relative, you pick up the phone or you sit down and ask the istifta, you ask the mufti that this and this is happening, you present your scenario or your version of events. And we find that more often than not, unfortunately, obviously I'm not referring to the Sahaba, I'm saying, talking now 14 centuries later, we find that in every scenario, in every dispute, there's normally three sides of the story, not even two sides of the story, three sides of the story. One, what he is saying is one side, one, what the opposing party is saying is another side, and the actual truth is normally a third side. Both of them will present the wrong scenario. In other words, both of them, normally when it comes to human beings, we are such that we only see things from our perspective. We don't see things from the other person's perspective. In other words, we are not prepared to put the shoe on the other foot. So a scenario is presented. In other words, my behavior is very good, their behavior is very bad. This is what this person is saying to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So look at the caution that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
displays or illustrates in dealing with this matter. When, you, when a dispute is presented to you, there are one of two ways of dealing with that. One is you can give the shari'i hukam, you can give the shari'i ruling. You presented a scenario, this is the shari'i ruling with regards to that scenario. But the fact of the matter is that in this instance you are only hearing one side. You haven't heard the other side. So in that case, we learn from this hadith one of two things. Either you request the other party to come and then arbitrate in the matter. That is when you hear the other side. Unfortunately, today very often we don't listen to the other side. We just listen to one side and make our minds up. This goes against the shan of what we learn from Rasulullah The other scenario, if you are not calling the other party and not arbitrating in the matter, is to give a ruling, but look at the precaution which Rasulullah exhibits. Understand, Nabi Pak his maqam, his status, is that Rasulullah Pak received wahi from Allah. In fact, Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا يُوحَىٰ That Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam does not speak of his own desires. Whatever he tells you is wahi from Allah. It's revelation from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So if this person was lying, there is a very real possibility that Allah Ta'ala will inform Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Through Jibreel, revelation will come. That listen, this man is lying. This is not the scenario. So if Nabi Salaam just took him at face value, that would have been okay. Why? Because he would have been corrected if the scenario was incorrect, or he would have been informed, or perhaps Jibril had already informed him that what this person is saying is correct. Despite all that, look at how Rasulullah responds. La in kunta kama kult. That oh my sahabi, if the situation is as you are saying, then this is the ruling. If the situation is as you are saying, very important lesson we learn, don't take things at face value, particularly in disputes. Because normally, illa mashallah, people will tend to present it according to them. They will not necessarily present the truth to you. Very important lesson we learn from this response which Rasulullah gives. لَإِن كُنْتَ قَمَاكُلْ If it is as if you are saying. So in other words, in this scenario, yes, let us assume that what you are saying is true. So what is the scenario the person is presenting? Very often the same scenario that we present. I am very good, they are very bad. I deal nicely, they deal negatively. Particularly when it comes to family ties. So one important lesson we learn from the scenario that this particular sahabi presents. In other words, Ya Rasulullah, I am Muslim. I am the oppressed one. They are oppressing me. They are doing wrong to me. Despite the fact that they are oppressing me, I deal in a good manner with them. Pertaining to the chapter, Ihtimalul Adha. I bear tolerantly the difficulty or the negativity that is coming from them. So what, is, what will happen? Rasulullah says, if it is as if you are presenting the scenario, 
then it is as if you are feeding them the hot ashes of Jahannam. mal. It is as if you are feeding, taking into their hands, from your hands, taking and putting into their mouth the hot, hot coals of Jahannam. In other words, as long as you will behave badly with your relatives, it is as if you are consuming the boiling ashes of Jahannam. And so far as you are concerned, so far as you are concerned, what is the advice that Nabi Salaam gives this person? Wala yazalu ma'aka min Allahi Ta'ala Zahirun alayhim ma dumta ala dalik. Allah will continue to remain your helper. Allah will be on your side. Allah will be with you. Allah's help will be with you. Allah's ta'aluk will be with you. As long as you continue behaving like this. In other words, as long as you continue being the oppressed one in dealing with your family members, you preserve the family ties despite the negativity, despite the wrong that they are doing, despite the fact that they are breaking down family ties. They are earning Jahannam. They are earning Jahannam, but Allah's help will be with you as long as you continue. In other words, don't change this. Don't change this. Always be the oppressed one. Always be the oppressed one. Always take the short end of the stick, particularly when it comes to your family members and when it comes to the preservation of family ties. Like the stuff you